0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Can you believe this? Oh, out enough. Say it with your chest. Looking to push tempo here, the Pelicans. That. Funny. Hold that follow through. He That's right. This is what takes you to another level. Welcome in, everyone, and what the pell is up. I am your host, Elliot Clough. Before we get started, make sure you subscribe and or follow, depending on where you're listening to the podcast, and you leave a rate and review before we get going. Tell a friend about the pod as well, and you know the drill. And it was very hard for me not to say this and to start off with this, but y'all, we have a damn head coach that feels so freaking good to say. Holy crap. And that head coach is Stan Van Gundy. Was it the guy that everybody wanted? Was it the guy that was everybody's top choice? No, I don't think so. And was it the guy that the Pels had their eyes on? No, I don't think so. That that was Ty Lue, but But folks, this was a good hire. This was a solid hire. This wasn't going out and getting an unproven guy who's never coached in the league before or an assistant. This was getting somebody who has been established in the league. And the message was clear that this is what the Pelicans wanted to do. So by having Ty Lu as their number one option, a championship head coach, a guy who's coached LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love he was their number one choice. And that made sense. Ty was a guy who wanted to win and win now. So the fit wasn't necessarily there as much as it was for the Clippers. But SVG, having had a little bit of time off, that could be good for him as well. He just wants to come back and coach. And he's talked about how much he loves the talent on this New Orleans team. And you gotta know his passion is there. He's coached basketball for so long. He got into... Commentary and was really freaking good at it. And I said this on the word with G in Lafayette on ESPN 1420 just this last week was that I didn't know that him taking time off was an edge as much as I thought it would have been if... <sighs> He had just remained coaching, but it takes him, <laughs> no pun intended, out of the bubble of being a coach and being in a scenario where he's just focused on his team to looking at the league holistically and maybe improving philosophies and schematics and, and ways he wants to coach and how he's going to go forward with not just the Pelicans, but but coaching in general. So he'll bring that to the table in new orleans now as far as what the pelicans were looking for here in this situation i mean griff it was pretty clear when will weaver and jamal mosley were serious candidates towards the end of the coaching surf but griff made it clear that he wasn't afraid to take a no-name head coach a guy who isn't super well known throughout the nba but this one really makes sense and it makes sense for a lot of reasons. And obviously we're going to lay out those in today's podcast. But first and foremost, the Pelicans don't or didn't have a winning culture in New Orleans. Therefore, going for the sort of, not in a home run might not be the correct terminology in this situation, but the high risk, high reward coach wasn't probably going to be it and in that situation a high risk high reward coach is going to be that of more than likely a Will Weaver not necessarily a Jamal Mosley because he's been around he's seen what it's like to win in the NBA but Will Weaver who's just been with the Sixers when they were pretty bad the the Brooklyn Nets when they weren't great and then the NBL Sydney Kings and you know the G League affiliate of the Nets too and He knows what it's like to coach and be in the NBA, but not necessarily to win in the NBA. And we heard it from Liam Santamaria. The NBL and the NBA are two different animals. So going for a known commodity, a solid foundation, a cornerstone to go off of from your coaching staff, that makes a whole lot of sense. And I'm here for it. I like it, clearly. With what I said at the top of this segment here is that The Pels are trying to establish a winning culture, and by going with SVG, they're not going with a high-risk, high-reward coach, and with a high-risk, high-reward coach, if they do that and end up with the same record or worse, even in just that first season, post-Alvin Gentry, it's going to be ugly. It's going to look ugly. There will probably be some mutterings of, was this the right coach? Should we have gone with this guy? Do our co- or do our players believe in him? Does our front office believe in him, even though they've hired him? And it's been just one year. Now, going with SVG and that established guy, that known commodity, SVG's been in the playoffs. And I've said this before, seven winning seasons out of his 11 fully coached seasons and three out of those four losing seasons were in Detroit with the Pistons where you can really blame the franchise rather than the coach and he is a good coach he was also president of basketball operations there which we obviously don't have to worry about anymore and in terms of a winning culture seven out of 11 seasons won but I, I've taken some stats from Twitter, one from David Fisher and one from Will Ogburn, his whose handle is go so hard the go like the Cajun go. Ben Gundy has been a coach, head coach, since 2003 and has missed the playoffs four times. Obviously, three with Detroit. He has 523 wins, which is pretty damn good for that for his full amount of time as an NBA coach. 57% win percentage, and 523 wins in 11 seasons, and the Pels in their 18 seasons, having been in New Orleans, have 673 wins in total. Percentage-wise, I'm not sure what that is, but it isn't 57%, can tell you that, so the Pelicans, in their 18 seasons since being in New Orleans, they've had seven trips to the playoffs, two playoff series wins, and just one 50-plus win season. Those Chris Paul, Tyson Chandler, David West years was when that happened, and they lost in seven games to the San Antonio Spurs. Comparatively to those 18 seasons, Stan Van Gundy, in his 11 seasons, has had eight trips to the playoffs, nine playoff series wins, and five. 50-plus win seasons. So not only did they want to get a cornerstone of winning, not only did they want to establish their guy as the head coach, a guy who's a known commodity, they wanted to make big changes because clearly Alvin Gentry was not it, nor was he ever going to be it. And... The, quote, I don't think our energy was a problem tonight, quote, end quote, era has officially come to a close. And I've quoted it so many times, and for good reason, quoted him, I should say, from J.J. Reddick saying on his podcast in 2016. And now, just recently on the All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, he always talks about accountability, accountability. And one more time, for good measure, account ability. He, he said that SVG is one of the best coaches he's ever had, if not the best coach that he's ever had. You can probably count Coach K as his best coach that he's ever had, considering all that he's done in the NCAA as a head coach. But SVG is a guy who he's, who who JJ believes there's nobody else that holds himself so accountable. And when you hold yourself accountable, you're going to hold the people around you accountable as well. SVG is known as being that type of guy, being a meticulous, hard worker, very emphasized on the little details. He does that with himself and he will do that with his team. Another thing that I've heard JJ mention is the fact that basically on those teams in in Orlando that JJ was on, no drama. No drama. And if you've been an NBA fan for a long time, you might, you might, Be like, oh, wait a second. I don't know if you're right on that. And I I don't blame you because I would have said the same thing. Really, the only drama that SVG has run into as a head coach, besides, you know, Detroit being an absolute shit show, is the fact that Dwight. Howard was a drama queen and a I-need-the-attention-on-me-at-all-times kind of player. Tried to smooth it over in front of the media. SVG was like, you are full of crap. I know you want me out of here, and that's ridiculous because I'm the best coach you've ever had, probably the best coach he ever has had in his tenure in the NBA. So the drama was Dwight-inflicted. The drama was not due to SVG and his inability to, to manage personalities or anything of that nature. Now, I mean, just to, to cap that off, the only reason Dwight Howard ever won a championship, even with the amount of talent that he has, is because of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, not because of him or uh, at least him playing a primary role. With that said, I think he's matured a lot. I would be more than happy to have him in New Orleans. That's a topic for another podcast. Now, there's one more true piece of information that we should probably hit on this podcast. And we're going to really hammer out a lot about SVG this week, next week. So we'll have some guests on this coming week to talk the good stuff, the not so good stuff and the assholery that, that SVG could and very well probably will bring to new Orleans as the head coach for the pelicans and there's one thing that I wanted to address I tweeted about it your are one of our former guests and one of your favorite writers at the bird Rides tweeted about it as well and that's the fact that Drew Holiday I'd be pretty freaking surprised if he was shipped out of New Orleans this year unless he you know just takes a dive and just jumps off a cliff in terms of his output offensively defensively in just one year which i highly doubt he's been one of the more consistent players <laughs> at least in terms of defense in the nba offensively not so much but chris connor was the one who pointed this out and i saw it and i was like yeah he's probably right but what what chris said was that he'd be pretty shocked if svg decided to ship drew out of town when, when i mean now let alone a package of Drew Holiday and J.J. Reddick, especially considering J.J. was more than likely the one who was the most pivotal in bringing in SVG or really speaking highly of SVG in this coaching this this coaching search for the Pelicans. Now, to remind you of this Drew Holiday trade series, this was not me advocating the Pels trade, Drew. This was not me saying that This was the end all be all for this offseason. It was just speaking in potentialities and and possibilities for the Pels and what they could do this offseason. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We will ride with Drew Holiday till the day he leaves the Pelicans. But the Drew Holiday trade series may have been for naught, is what I'm getting at, given this circumstance. And, you know, I'll tell you why SVG won't want to move on from Drew. Besides the fact that SVG is a good defensive head coach and Drew is one of the premier defenders in the NBA, he's an example to point at to for the young guys and say, this is what you should be as a defender in the NBA. Obviously, better in terms of team defense is is team defense versus individual defense is they're they're two separate things, but in terms of urgency, in terms of tenacity, in terms of stance, quickness, lateral quickness, all that good stuff. SVG is going to say this is what you should be. This should be constant pressure. It should be constant. I mean, it's like a fly on poop is what what you should be like on the defensive end of the floor, especially if you're guarding a premier player in the NBA and you want to be an irritant because largely that's what Drew Holiday is on opposing team's best players. So More in terms of him being an example is the fact that this team and SVG pointed it out on the Low Post podcast where he joined Zach Lowe for a show. But this team completely, totally was devoid of lack of of a sense of urgency on the defensive end this past year. And recency bias or not. The bubble was atrocious defensively for the Pelicans. It was atrocious in a lot of ways, but really, really, really bad defensively. And also, I mean, he mentioned it on this podcast as well, is that their transition defense kind of sucked. I mean, when you're in a situation where you're just emphasizing offense so much like Alvin Gentry was and Chris Finch was, It's going to happen. It's going to happen more frequently when you have such a young team. And it's going to happen even more frequently when your vets move like Derek Favors does. And your vets include Etuan Moore and J.J. Redick, who are absolutely not known for their defense. And on top of that, your rookie is Zion Williamson. Your rookie is Jackson Hayes and then Nikhil Alexander-Walker, which Jackson Hayes and Zion is just garbage defensively. That's established. Jackson Hayes should stop relying on his athleticism so much on the defensive end and actually throw his body into somebody to get a board. And so a lot of reasons why this defense was pretty bad this last year. And given the fact of how young it is, I mean, you're not really going to change much for the older guys unless you change up scheme. So for the younger guys, obviously B.I., obviously Zion, obviously Jackson Hayes have a lot to learn defensively. And bi position wise can learn more from drew but in the low post zion and jackson hayes are going to have a lot to learn down there in terms of defense zion again just an awful defender so svg will use drew so much on the defensive end not just as an example but i mean as a player he's going to use him a lot defensively and I mean, I don't know that it's going to be similar to this last year where they just said, Drew, guard LeBron James. I freaking hope not. But he's going to be used, and he's going to be used frequently. And maybe his offensive load will lessen, depending on the scheme. And if it does, and B.I. and Zion are the focus, by all means. And if you can just let Drew loose defensively, hell yeah. Let's do it. Sign me up. But, I mean... The the point that I'm trying to make here is, a guy who perennially has a top half defense, and fairly regularly a top ten defense in the league in the NBA will get rid of Drew Holiday. I I just don't see that happening. I, I'd be I'd be pretty pretty fricking surprised. I mean, the only package I could see happening where it's like, uh, we get better defensively by this is, you know, adding a Jared Allen, adding, well, Jeremy Grant would be freaking awesome in a a trade with Denver. But Jared Allen is a guy who's going to help a lot in terms of team defense. And if they decide to move on from Derek Favors, Allen would be a good replacement there. Now, two more things before we move on from today's podcast and we start looking even more towards the future is the fact that if you haven't seen it yet you you can't yeah obviously my eye roll is not audible but good freaking lord the fact that I'm talking about this guy is just it's frustrating to me but I'll let you determine how you feel about it I, I didn't get this post or this pod out sooner because I was at work today from 11 to 4. And while I was on my break, I looked up on YouTube. I, I just wanted to see reactions. I mean, I was hyped when I saw that SVG was hired. But I mean, as most of you wanted to and, and are hearing thoughts on this right now is I wanted to hear initial thoughts from other people. And I'm going to, I mean, I listened to Jake Madison's podcast or a a decent part of it. And I'm going to be on Propel's talk tonight to talk with those guys. And then, of course, uh, with uh, Word with G tomorrow at 325 in Lafayette. So if you want to listen to that, stay tuned. But the first thing I found, which is pretty common, and this is why I'm going to take over the Pelicans YouTube niche here soon. And stay tuned for that. I'll have a vid, a vid, a vid, a video up on on uh svg here soon it's more gonna be for people who haven't listened to the podcast but if you want a reminder and don't want to listen to the entirety of last podcast on stan van gundy it'll be a condensed version of that so so stick around for that but on youtube is where i saw this video not on espn but it was with brian windhorst kendrick perkins and then one of the hosts of the espn shows it was something like it was something like get up it wasn't get up but it was something like that And Kendrick Perkins, who is just, I'll get to it in a second. He said he didn't love the hire because he's not a former SVG. Stan Van Gundy is not a former basketball player and won't be able to relate to today's player as well as a guy like Ty Lue. And uh, he said he liked the hire. He said he didn't love it. And he said he would have preferred, he said verbatim that he would have preferred Mark Jackson or Jason Kidd. My God, are you kidding me? Are you because ki- Lonzo Ball needs to learn from Mark Jackson and J- Jason Kidd? Okay, yeah, you want the the guy who's gonna come into the locker room who has a DUI and has issues with domestic violence to lead your team? Okay, and you want the guy who may have said some homophobic comments? I'm not positive what Mark Jackson has done, but he's a guy who goes behind people's backs and stuff like that. Come on. Like, what? You really thought that was going to be the hire? I get preferring Ty Lue. I get preferring Jerry Stackhouse. I get preferring Kenny Atkinson. But Jason Kidd and Mark Jackson, like, just read the room and check out Pelican's Twitter for five freaking seconds, dude. Mark Jackson, Jason Kidd, shut the hell up. I mean, if you've heard anything accurate or articulate come out of Perk's mouth let me know because I think 2020 may actually be the the apocalypse if that happens. This is a good omen. Perk isn't the greatest commentator in the world and SVG will be just fine. I love it all the more because Perk is just garbage. So (laughs) I thought you might want to know that if you want to check it out, go ahead, look it up on YouTube. Um, One way or another, you'll end up finding it. I'm sure because ESPN does a pretty good job on that platform. To end today's show, I want to put it all together. And obviously this is a shorter episode because we've talked about SVG so much. And, and I think going into more detail on those things is something we can do in the future. And obviously we're going to have guests. We're going to talk about SVG in a bunch of different ways. We're going to see what he's, what he's going to want to do with this team and how to work with David Griffin and such going forward. So stick around for that. But I'm going to wrap this up with a tweet, which we won't be getting as many SVG tweets as we did once before, but I'm sure we'll see it one way or another. Stan Van Gundy said this on his Twitter today, and it's not, you know, this isn't something that's like, oh my God, I love it, or oh my God, I can't believe he's doing that. It's just a really good thing to see and and something that makes us just a little bit more excited and and making it clear that he is bought in and he's ready to go. So Sbg had this to say, I'm excited to join a talented New Orleans Pelicans team. It will be an honor to work with our players and work for Mrs. Benson and David Griffin, Trajan Langdon, their staff, and the great people of New Orleans. I can't wait to talk to our players and get the process started. Man. We can't wait either, Sbg. Let's get to it. Folks, remember... Stick around. We're going to be doing some more SVG commentary, some more SVG analysis going forward this week. Go check out Propel's talk later tonight. I will be on there with Justin Napoli, Ross Tevino, and they have another host who I can never remember his name, but they have that guy as well. So, Check that out. We've been waiting to do that for a long, long time. I will also be on The Word with G again tomorrow at 325 to talk the SVG higher. We will be having Duncan Smith of Hoops Habit. He's kind of the head guy down there and a Detroit Pistons guy. So we'll be talking some of the the ugly of SVG later this week. But first, we're going to hit some good stuff with probably a former Orlando Magic writer, podcaster, what have you. So stick around. We'll be getting into some of that here soon. In the meantime, go follow at Elliot Clough on Twitter. Leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Do it! Should you be listening there? And if you're listening on a different platform, make sure you subscribe and or follow on that platform. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. So Do that. Make sure to check out all of the Believe podcasts. Not all of them, but some of them. But at the very least, you can check them out on Believe.com or just look anywhere where you do find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, etc. Go check out The Bird Rights. That's thebirdrights.com, SB Nation's Pelicans affiliate. And you're going to be getting content from Kevin Berrios, Chris Connor, David Grubb, Ollie Cosell, and Preston Ellis, all former guests and more on that website over there. And folks, once again, I am Elliot Clough, and this was Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need